Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to WrestleWolf. This is AEW Weekly. I am Dr. Damien Gibson and joining me as always is the man who only joins in kayfabe and absolutely nothing else. It's Matthew Kayfabe. Hello, how are you going? I, I feel we should let the uh, the viewers, the listeners, I, I feel we should let the listeners become viewers and uh, peek behind the audio <laughs> curtain um, and to the fact that this is the first in bed with Madonna edition of uh, WrestleWolf as I am mm. currently in bed. Yeah, it's pretty sexy. It's a, it's a, Warren Beatty is in bed with Matt as well, which is- <laughs> Well, you know, which is strange. That's it's not it's not strange if you know the way I live my life, um, <laughs> as Warren Beatty's concubine. Um, mm. I'm just glad that we've mm. already got it out of the way. A minute in, the word concubine. Um, that's that's our wrestle yeah. wolf word of the week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it, it's um. We've got people. I don't. I, I hope that the listeners can't hear various yellings and talkings in the background. Dogs, additional dogs, additional people in our home, uh, additional children. The kayfabe family reunion is happening yeah. this week. Yeah, and uh, because Matthew is the um, the patriarch now, basically because of the success of our podcast, the the kayfabe family have come flocking this year. It's true. It's uh. It's just me and the uh, the guy from that Terry Funk video who starts crying and says that it's still real to him. Um, <laughs> he, <laughs> it's real to us, guy, man. Yeah, that guy. Uh, that guy is the mascot of our podcast. I think he's been mentioned on <laughs> more than five occasions in different episodes. Yeah, my cousin Thomas Kayfabe. <laughs> yeah, Thomas Kayfabe. <laughs> um. Hey, uh, just quickly before we get into AEW, I threw out a quick poll about Dalton Castle yes. from um, uh, uh, Ring of Honor, where people think uh, he'll go, and I gave four different options, WWE, AEW, New Japan, uh, or Impact, and uh, the co- poll was completely split 25%. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so, yeah, so it was pointless. Uh, that's well, uh, so, Yeah, people everyone's are wrong. very, very split about- where he'll go. He's coming at he's coming to AEW. He might go to New Japan as well, but he's coming to AEW. Yeah, you'd think you'd think I, I just don't know whether WWE is the right fit for Dalton Castle. I, I, I can see the Jay White rumors to WWE being a lot more um uh having a lot yeah. more solid ground to stand on than than well, I Dalton think, Castle. Uh, 
Although I'd I'd really like Jay White to either stay in New Japan or come to AEW. He was the highlight of um of Wrestle Kingdom this year. He he I mean there was a lot of good things that happened, but he was I think Jay White's staying in New Japan. I think this is all a work. Yeah, I mean it he kind of um who knows? Who knows? He is definitely like their big star as far as heels are concerned. Um <laughs> And has really grown. I mean, I essentially only see these people like once a year. <laughs> so, in the last two years, Jay White's gone from sort of a, an annoying little Kiwi dude to like, yeah. oh, no, this guy's this guy's legit. This is a legit heel. So, he'll end up somewhere uh, in the States, I'm sure, if he wants to. Um, he might be Will Ospreay and not want to leave Japan. But um, anyway. They're both great, and hopefully they both show up in AEW soon. <laughs> um, I did have notes for Impact, uh, but, I mean, really... Uh, well, the, the notes were, Tennille Dashwood has a hairspray gimmick that is awesome. Uh, so, it's essentially like an old-school, like, Jap- uh, 80s Japanese... Love it. Like, Love it. Mouth spit spray yeah. thing. You know, like, Japanese wrestlers always have, like, green spray. Or, like, Oscar does it now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, Tanil has a, a can of hairspray that is continuously handed to her by a manager. Mm. Well, I know you've the- never been to Japan, but it does on the streets of, of Tokyo, like you are probably going to get green sprays, green mist spat into your eyes. Oh no. Oh, yeah. cool. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I've got mixed feelings about that. <laughs> uh, I mean, um, yeah, you'll be like permanently damaged by it, but you know, it's oh, still cool. Shit. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty cool. Rich Swan uh, cut a, a pretty amazing promo uh, just before um, another match with Carl Anderson. So, he's mm. had like, that's like almost three weeks in a row with those guys who wrestled, which is kind of strange. But anyway, mm. um, I understand they're trying to hold off Kenny Omega for the pay-per-view, which is uh, Saturday, which is- yeah. T- uh, tonight, our time, uh, or no, sorry, tonight, American time. You guys know what I mean. It's Saturday <laughs> night, American time. <laughs> and um, uh, I'm very much looking forward to that pay-per-view. I'm starting to become an Impact fan. I like the... Uh, there's quite a few, but I like Moose. I like the machine, uh, the Motor City Machine Guns. Mm-hmm. I like Tennille Dashwood, obviously. Um, that's something I did get slightly patriotic about, is Australian wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only time I get sort of nationalistic is when I see an Australian wrestler doing well. I'm like, yeah, come on. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. <laughs> um yeah and then uh there was a brawl at the end of impact between the two three-man tag teams you know what they do do on impact quickly just before we get into dynamite that i think is revolutionary and all wrestling uh, promotions should take up Mm. it's the way that they shoot people watching tv so they essentially will have a camera behind the tv so, you can see a little bit of the TV in the bottom of the frame mm. and then just shooting the wrestlers watching the TV. So, then you don't have these ridiculous things on WWE where you've got people doing like, you know, grade 10 yoga to try and <laughs> <laughs> watch the screen that they're watching. Yeah, look, it's not a bad, uh, it's not a bad call. It's great. I mean, it's, it's a very demo. It's tiny. <laughs> uh, it's like the minutiae of wrestling, but it just irritates me and Impact do a really good job of it. So, anyway, they're doing good stuff. Um, and, you know. The 2020 promotion of the year. 
Yeah, to WrestleWolf's promotion of the year. I was just about to say that. So We had a huge start on Dynamite this week where it just went straight into a video package of uh, Eddie Kingston versus Pac. Uh, and then the, the match just started between these two, which I was really, really into. Who would have um, thought that uh, you and I would both be really into this particular match? <laughs> well, it was- I was kind of- um, I did have this moment of like, man, Pac's really good. Mm. You know, like, he's really good. He was so wasted at WWE. Like, I mean- I'm in a pretty good mood today, so I'm not I'm not in the mood for bashing WWE, but it was just like, they just don't know what they've got. I've been reading a lot about Alistair Black's contract situation this week and Ricochet mm. as well, and it's just like, my, man, if you- My could- favourite Irish wrestler, Ricochet, who will definitely be on <laughs> AEW at some point. Uh, maybe by the end of the month, man, if reports are correct. <laughs> um, yeah, well, his contract, like, uh, the uh, places like Cultaholic and What Culture that I trust- quite a bit uh, reporting that that the word is his contract finishes at the end of January. So, um, and he's not happy. Yeah, why the fuck would he be happy? <laughs> oh, man. Like, it's unbelievable. And it, it seems that, like, the older Vince gets, and I'm sure maybe people who are older than me might be able to point to other wrestlers, you know. Um, but it seems the older he gets, the more cantankerous he gets. And if you get on the wrong side of him, you know, like, I mean, Alistair Black is being punished because his wife, Selena Vegas, stood up to Vince about the Twitch stuff. But Alistair Black was already misused, like, since leaving NXT, like, but but pa- on to Pac. So, let's let's not fall into the WWE yeah, bash. <laughs> yeah, but, I know, um, we do it every week. On to Pac Park, whatever his name is. Um he I'm going with is, Pac. It's just way easier to say. He's so good that he's actually criminally underused and in, in AEW as well. Like, there's actually no way to not underuse him unless he is doing 35-minute matches every single show <laughs> for the top title. He's so good. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah, that's true. I think AEW doing a pretty good job at the moment. I like the Eddie Kingston mm. uh, pack rivalry. Um they're still trying to shove Lance Archer in here, and that might be the angle that they're going with eventually is Pac versus Lance Archer. Um, which would be which a pretty like sick kind of- match. Yeah. Lance Archer's good in the ring, man. Uh, he's just- I don't hate him. This isn't an SCU situation, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm just not- It's kind of more of a Cesaro, Dolph Ziggler situation where it's like, yeah, I recognise that you you are good. And I recognise that people like you, but it just when I see you, nothing happens. You know, I don't. You might have just lost us listeners by saying that about Cesaro. Yeah, I know. I get. I get it all the time. People are like what? But I'm like, I just. I mean, I don't. I don't hate Cesaro. I like him as a dude. He seems really funny and nice. And <laughs> but I think, I, like, no. I mean, it's a, like when you see him interviewed and stuff, and like in the bar for a little bit, I was probably a bit more interested in him. But his. I mean, I would ask anyone, he's- what, what is he? Like, tell me what he is. In the 10 years that he's been in WWE, what, what is his gimmick? What's his motivation? Like, he he's just- Superman. Yeah, but have we even seen that? He was James Bond. We haven't even seen that. He hasn't even been James Bond for a while. We yeah, He just hasn't been 
booked to show what he can do. So, you know, after a while, then those, trust uh, me, I was watching Raw and SmackDown every week for fucking 10 the, years. The, those uh, NXT TakeOver Sami Zayn matches are among the greatest WWE matches ever put on. Oh, hang on. Did I say Sami Zayn or Cesaro? Cesaro. But the versus Sami Zayn, Cesaro, Sami Zayn. Oh, right, right, right. Like those I, haven't were seen, I haven't seen that. I'm, I'm talking good. about main roster Cesaro. Well, I'm sure if he came to AEW and was allowed to, you know, was given a gimmick and was allowed time to, you know, anyway. <laughs> anyway. So, Pat gets the win in, in this match. Lance Archer uh, comes in and, and says that they better get on the same page. Yep. I don't sure. know what that was about. Yep. We'll find out. <laughs> I'm really interested to see what you think of this next match. Miro uh, versus Chuck Taylor, which Miro won- uh, essentially almost kind of a squash match. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of almost got the mirror that we want. What did you I agree. Think like of we, this? we kind of got the mirror we want. Like it was good. It was I, I'm not sure why Miro is involved in a, an increasing amount of like I feel like next week they're gonna be like, he's got a butler, he's the best man at this wedding. Uh now he also has a pet. This is his chihuahua. Don't ever try and steal the chihuahua. Like, they're going for, like, every shitty little gimmick that they can possibly do. Um, but you know what? Like, I don't mind it. I think, I, I think like, Chuck Taylor in this role will be good. Um, it keeps the best friends hmm. on TV sort of, well, Trent's away. Um, it hopefully means Ch- Chuck Taylor is wearing some kind of tuxedo or shirt at least. Uh, <laughs> yeah, tuxedo shirt. To, co- to cover my body. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was good. I really liked it. I was I was glad. It's exactly what I wanted. It, um, it, Miro's character is starting to come across a little bit like a, a Reese Witherspoon from the early noughties, you know? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Miro's the best man at his best friend's wedding until he gets a butler, Chuck Taylor. I thought you were- <laughs> Comedy in shoes. There's a record scratch. <laughs> I, I thought you were saying he's just, uh, he's attractive- but not attractive enough to admit that you find him attractive to your mates. Well, at the risk of... <laughs> I don't care. I'll tell anyone anything. Um, uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, what I did notice, not to sound like a, an, an Aussie rules and an AFL football commentator who are obsessed with young man's hair and hair colour, um, but as soon as, uh, as soon as I saw Miro had dyed the blonde out of his hair, I was like, good, traditional values. Getting back to basics. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded a bit more like a racist politician than I think you intended. Oh, what? Why? Well, just the getting back to basics. Not really racist. That's not fair. I just associate conservative politicians with- You know how footy players are always- uh, Footy commentators are always- Like, if you don't have a short back and sides- mm. And even then, if the top is a bit too long, they're like um, they're like the drill sergeant from The Simpsons. Your haircut, you can set your watch to. <laughs> I'm a believer that like, if you're gonna have a crazy haircut and be a professional athlete, or you're gonna have like, you know, fluoro shoes or whatever, you've got to be good enough to justify it. Yeah, but if you're if you're an 18 year old 
the likelihood is you're going to have a stupid, long, shaggy haircut, right? Like, that's just a rite of passage. And then these guys come into... <laughs> just because you were walking around looking like Rod Stewart at 18 doesn't mean... I had a fucking good haircut. I'm not talking about <laughs> my amazing Rod Stewart haircut. I'm talking about... <laughs> I'm talking about, like, you know, just like a surfer dude, typical Aussie surfer dude, who just let his hair grow a bit long because he's, you know, girls like it at that age. Let's move on. Look, <laughs> 65-year-old men sitting in a box at the footy, spending the majority of their afternoon talking about young men's hair. This is incomprehensible to all our listeners in Louisiana. Maybe they- I'm sure it's the same in other sports as well, where they're constantly talking about, you know- They wear- Things that are superfluous to the actual sport. <laughs> they wear helmets in American football. It's just very- uh, Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's very uh, homoerotic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm with you. Next up, we- uh, So, after Miro sort of reappearing as Miro, or Rusev, whatever you want to call Mm -hmm. him, I was pretty happy with that. And then, the Inner Circle got back into form with their New Year's resolutions. This was very good. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. Uh, There's quite a bit to unpack here. So- MJF and Jericho are a tag team, yes. officially. Uh, Ortiz and Santana were quite unhappy about their resolution to go after the Which tag I team titles. Which was great, because it sort of gave them, like, you know, a bit of motivation and a bit of character, a bit of story. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then uh, Sammy and Jake Hager get to go together because they're Sammy Hager. Which- but even the way that that was delivered, where Jericho was super excited and, and no one else <laughs> in the inner circle knew what he was talking about because they're all 20 years younger than great. him, I thought was really great. <laughs> it was. And given that Jericho's Because I was the same. Is- I was like, Sammy Hager, Sammy Hager. And then it, I realised, like, oh, yeah, these guys are all 24 years old. They've got no idea what it is. <laughs> Except for the fact that they're standing in the ring with a guy whose character is Sammy Hager. <laughs> yeah. I'll t- can I just say just I don't, I don't, like I don't want to like uh you know it's it's a bit lame to like just repeat jokes and stuff but I'm going to I'm just going to I'm just going to plant like I'm going to put something down right now and let it sit mm-hmm. and we we'll, we can return to it in coming weeks but I think that the uh crowd singing along to uh Jericho's theme because of the wrestlers doing it has become completely confected and bad and like I don't want to see like Billy Gunn's doofus children broing out to the the Judas song. Like it just it it is WWE levels of crap. Um I'm gonna put it down and like maybe that's you know, maybe maybe they prove me wrong once more people start getting into the crowds and stuff. But at this point I'm a bit concerned that that's uh, it's jumped the the shark or le shark, as Chris Jericho may like to say. <laughs> you know what annoys me about Judas at the moment is when they sing the last line twice when it should be yeah, once. That affects me as well. As an ex musician, I'm like, no, I want I want to stop the rehearsal. We're like, no, no, I've told you guys, it's just once. Why are we singing it twice? <laughs> And goes, Judas in, Judas in my mind. That's it. That's it. Once it gets that bit, you know. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and then you've got bloody Tony and I. They're such gas. You know what they are, those two? They're gas- they gaslight people. What? 
Oh, they JR did. Yeah. and Tony. Where they're sitting there and they're like, should we talk over this? We shouldn't talk over this. But And then they just continue to talk over this. It's like, just... God, you're the worst. Anyway, um, so basically all of the Inner Circle are tagging up next week and having a three-way tag match. Great. And Wardlow's <laughs> being left out. <laughs> um, I just wanted to pick up on a really small bit of storytelling in this as well that I thought was really good that I don't know whether it was last week's episode or the weekend or the week before where uh, it was when I think it was last week where MJF went around and spoke to like Jake Hager. And then I think maybe the week before he spoke to Santana and Ortiz and like really won them over by being quite genuine and stuff. And then in this segment where Sammy, who's been anti MJF the whole time, was like, shut up, MJF, blah, 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 blah. And then those three stood yeah. up for MJF. Hager said he was a good guy. Yeah, yeah. And then even, th- like, which was great. That's, like, just great. I mean, WWE, please, just watch just watch <laughs> this. You know what I mean? Get some pointers. Um, and then MJF couldn't help himself to turn around and went, oh, he's cool, and winked at the camera. I'm like, oh, man, you're the best. You are so good at this it's unbelievable um yeah i love this segment i feel like it's a return to form of the inner circle um and uh i think i think sammy's gonna be i think sammy's gonna be a face eventually out of this and i can i can actually see him being quite a good baby face yeah i agree which i never thought i'd say with sammy Guevara. no because he was quite a poor baby face when he debuted yeah, initially, yeah. And then it's been so good as, like, a shit-editing, arrogant little mm. shit. <laughs> uh, looks like Hangman Page is going to join the Dark Order, so you'll be happy. I I think that's perfectly fine for a little while. Like, they're not what they were. Like, I think Hangman Page, Colt Cabana, and John Silver could have a lot of fun in the mid-card for a while. Like, Hangman Page's trajectory is that... Kenny Omega is this, you know, total shit-eating, world-beating champion who, you know, cheats even though he probably doesn't really need to and he's undefeated and then eventually his old tag team partner stares him down in like 12 months, 13 months and Buckshot lariats him to hell and beats him and it's a massive moment in front of a crowd. Until then, giving Hangman Page a bit of personality, letting him do the funny stuff and letting him, you know defend John Silver when, you know, big people try and bully him and stuff is is good. That's good. Um, and, you know, to be honest, any, like, the Dark Order are now sort of sentimental favourites that everyone wants to see do well, I think. Um, you know, that's obviously unfortunate how they got there, but that's definitely the case. And I think having Kangman Page be the sort of proxy leader is of a very different kind of dark order that, you know, has been emerging is not a terrible thing. Yeah, we'll see. I'm not 100% into it, but I can also see why it's happening. Um, My only worry, it's only because I'm worried, Mm. um, is that uh, it kind of holds Hangman Page back. That's the only... I don't think... That's the only thing I'm worried about. I think that it will be a massive moment... When everyone's like, fuck, like Kenny Omega's such a, you know, he's being such a prick, you know, 
and then when Hangman Page stares him down, no matter what he's be, like, you know, he could be in dog food matches or, you know, like WWE rubbish and the moment he's standing opposite Kenny Omega is going to be a big thing. So I think giving him a bit of personality and a, you know, fun storyline for us all to enjoy is a is a good thing. Next up we had the... Um the Elite versus the Varsity Blondes and Danny Limelight, who I've never heard of before uh, until this You're patch. not a Danny Limelight fan. <laughs> I can't tell if you're being serious or not. No, <laughs> oh, I've never heard of him. So we got swerved at the beginning of this match where uh, there was a little scene between Kenny Omega and the Bucks, uh, the gorilla position, and Don Callis was like, oh, we'll go out first and then I'll announce you guys. You know, We like your theme music and stuff. Hmm. I got completely swept. I, I did not... So, Don Callis comes out and is like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Kenny Omega's best friends, the Yerga Good Brothers. And then the Good Brothers came out and I was like, no, nah, I got swerved, bro. Yeah, it was good. I thought it was, you know, good storytelling. You know, it's, gonna, I, it's obviously going to lead to a, probably an impact pay-per-view match between the Bucks and the and the Good Brothers, I'm assuming. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's Yeah, that's... Well, I'm into that. Um, so, the Elite we got the win here. Uh, but it was more what happened afterwards where John Moxley came down to try and reap some revenge. Mm. Um, joined by the Lucha Brothers. Yeah, cool. Uh, which was kind of explained as like, it's AEW versus Impact. I'm like, uh, okay, cool. I'm into it. <laughs> and then the... The young, uh, the young bucks, or as Ross Twiddle on uh, Cultolic nicknamed them this week, the young cucks, uh, <laughs> just came out and uh, like was trying to appease everybody. Um, but as Ross was pointing out, that, he, that like they were sticking up for the people who had just screwed them over. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it's okay. Um, you know they're all friends and stuff. So, but anyway, the Lucha Brothers uh, super kicked them to hell. So. I'm, I'm hoping that's a match we get to see pretty soon. Yep, and uh, vengeful John Moxley remains sick. I'm, yeah, the 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 180 John Moxley fan that is Matthew Kayfabe. <laughs> uh, well, like I mean, it, it it swings to his strengths, right? Like he's uh, when he's angry and pissed off and like full of swagger, and mm. um, that's when he's at his best. He he is kind of like a little stone cold yep in that way absolutely um and i also love that right, right at the end kenny and don like at don callis's behest kenny runs off and is kind of in two minds about whether to stick around and help the good brothers but ends up running off anyway yeah. no it's good yeah this is all good storytelling was really into it uh next up we had the debut of the waiting room Britt Baker's uh, talk show, which, man, there was so so much happened here. Um, I enjoyed this. Uh, you know who is my favourite uh, at the moment in, in every interaction that I see is uh, Reba or Rebel. Yeah, her her doing the really dorky laughing and like it's she's very good <laughs> and being like this kind of like uh, lecherous like horn bag to all the male wrestlers is awesome it's such a reversal of like wrestling tropes for the last 40 years yeah. um 
<laughs> Cody almost corpsed in the middle of it when she came <laughs> came over and wrapped her leg around him. Um, I, I yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'd seen it a couple of times on Dark and was a bit like, oh, I don't know if this is, but I I think it's fun. I think uh, um, anything that that straight up says that like we don't give a shit about you having a baby, Cody Rhodes is good. Yeah. Yeah, it was great that they got Cody on the first one on Dynamite, um, and and he was a, obviously a really good sport for letting, mm-hmm. like, Brit say whatever the fuck she wanted yeah. uh, about Cody and Brandy. We've still got Jade, Jade Cagle, is it? Jade uh, Cagle Cargill, would be something sorry. else entirely. <laughs> well, anyway, Jade comes in, and she's still talking about Shaq and how she wants to wrestle someone. Um, Red Velvet comes in and faces off with her. So, we've got a storyline there that yep, uh, some people may care about. Oh, I probably don't. Yeah, it's not, but, it's not um, for me, but that's okay. Uh, and then Thunder Rosa came up on the big screen and uh, <laughs> called out Britt Baker uh, and her big nose, uh, which seems to be Thunder Rosa's only go-to insult uh, for Britt. So, we probably need to work on a few other zingers there for Thunder yep. Rosa. Um, but as far as- besides that, I love her and um, and uh, I can't- th- yeah, they, they made the match like- this is going to be a beach bash, which is in two, three weeks' time, I think yep, they said. I believe so. Um, so, really, I mean, ultimately, as far as these talk show segments are concerned, this was a success. We've kicked off, or we've announced the end of one feud and kicked off another feud. And they're both women's stories. So, that's... Yep. I think it's a... That's a success as far as I'm concerned. I can only agree with you. Uh, FTR versus Jurassic Express. What did we think of this? I thought it was fine. I don't have a, a lot of deep analysis or thoughts. I thought it was a good wrestling match, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, I think Marco took a lot of really big bumps this week. I just can't, I just can't. I tried this week. I was like, all right, I'm just going to sit down and objectively watch this match. And everyone was talking about how it's a great match and the commentators were building it up and stuff. And I was like, I just, there's a scene in Family Guy where <laughs> Peter Griffin, <laughs> no, I'm not one for quoting Family Guy often, but he's just like, <laughs> uh, he's talking about how terrible a play is and it, it cuts to him in the front row of a play. And he's like, I'm very aware that I'm watching acting right now. <laughs> and, uh, and I just felt, I just feel that way every time Marco's wrestling. Like, I'm really aware that I'm watching fake fighting. Yeah. No, that's fair. And that's not, you know, I mean, it's not, a, I like Marco. He seems like fun and f- like he's funny and stuff at times. And What's um, it? and I don't want to be that, I don't want to be it's that a bit Spike guy Dudley. that's like, he's little, I don't like get it's it. It's a bit Spike Dudley, you know, like, it could, it could be A good. little bit, yeah. We just got to give it a chance. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, FTR got the win here mainly because of um, Tully, which again I wasn't a huge fan of. I just feel like it makes FTR look a little weak that they had to cheat to beat 
a 12 year old boy, <laughs> you know, like, uh, but I mean, that's being very nitpicking, but I just, if you're getting FTR over from WWE is the best tag team in the world and blah, blah, blah. And you're going to put him in a mid card feud with, with Jurassic Express. That's fine, but it should be, it should be proper Jurassic Express from now on. Uh, I don't, I don't want to see the best tag team in the world. Uh, you know, as far as like kayfabe is concerned, top guys, best tag team in the world, Bob, but I don't want to see him wrestling yep. children. Nope, you know? agreed. <laughs> uh, next up, we had Tate Conti versus Serena D for the NWA Championship. What do we think of this one, Mister um, Kayfabe? This this was a good match. Just, you know, I think yeah, I I don't have a huge. I think Tate Conti's got a big upside. Um, Serena Deeb's probably exactly where she should be, which is great. Which champion of a tiny promotion. Um, but that's uh, like, yeah, I think she's really good. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was just a pure match. It was good. Uh, probably there's not really much I can add to that. I, I just, like, I know it was the second last match on the show. I just worry a little bit for NWA that maybe the title's getting lost in the wash a little bit. Like, it's, um, you know, it's just sort of accepted now that the NWA women's belt is on AW. Um, which, I don't know, in one way it's great that it's being defended and it's still relevant and blah, 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 because NWA aren't doing anything at the moment. But anyway, I'm sure at some point Billy will transcend from the third dimension and let us know what's happening with NWA. But, um, but yeah, this match was, was yeah. fine. I mean, I'd rather be Serena Deeb than Nick Smeldis. That's right. That's right. Smeldis. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> You're hurting my feelings. <laughs> Next up, we had Brian Cage challenging Darby Allen for the TNT Championship. A bit happened here. Yeah. What did you think of this? This is your you're on Team Taz. Yeah, I think it was a, it was a good match. I'm like in on Darby at the moment because um, he's not doing the stupid bullshit with like just like you know him like <laughs> letting Steve kick yeah. him in the dick and like you know. Being like, I've I've got two packs of gobstoppers and I'm going to put them all in my mouth at once. And like, it's just you know, as, as long as he's not doing that, I'm 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 cool with him. Like, you know, I don't I don't know if like uh, Darby Allen's totally aware of the fact that like all those guys from Jackass, like things didn't go all that well for them. Um, and also, they haven't been cool since 2003, and it's arguable whether they were cool then. They were just popular. But anyway, moving on from that, because it's relevant to this, absolutely. Um, this was a really, really good match. Both of these guys fucking kill. Um, I think they made the right decision on Derby winning. Um, I don't think Cage lost anything. Um, yeah, it was good. How about you? HBU. I enjoyed... I Okay. Everything about this match was predictable, but uh, in an enjoyable way. Yep. Agreed. You know, in the sense of like, oh, Taz is going to be on commentary. Brian Cage is going to throw Darby Allen around. Like, I mean, I'm trying to think of something not as uh, cliched as a rag doll, but I can't think of like, it. I mean, that's the most apt analogy yep. for the way Darby Allen was beaten up in this match. <laughs> Um, and Sting was going to appear and, you know, ward off Yep, Team Taz. At some point, the, I mean, as much as Sting is looking really, really big because everyone just runs off every time he walks out, um, 
and if you've been following wrestling for as long as we have, th- that makes sense. I th- maybe from a younger point of view, it it makes Team Taz look weak because it's just one dude and there's mm. like five of them. Well, I imagine they're hurtling towards a tag team match with Sting and Darby and Ricky and Cage. Yeah, maybe. The only thing that um, just went Sting on Unrestricted was talking about doing um, cinematic matches, so... Oh, okay. Oh, like we'll that see. when Tony Khan called him up that they had conversations about doing um cinematic matches. So uh yeah, it was it was fine. I was like I'm into it. Um like I didn't hate it or anything, but mm, yeah. I don't know. It just I, not to sound too much like a smug, it was just like, oh, well this is exactly how I expected this to go. Um yeah, yeah, I agree. But yeah, Darby Allen's still champion, that's probably right. I kind of want to see Team Taz Someone in that group do something that isn't losing soon. Yeah. No, I agree. But, um, yeah, not everyone can win all the time. Anyway, uh, that's the end of Dynamite, my friend. That's it. That's it. Um, so, uh, yes, if you're listening to this, um, thank you uh you can continue to support us by rating and reviewing uh subscribing you can follow us on youtube um subscribe there as well uh you can follow us on social media we're wrestlewolf pod on all the socials or you can send us an email at wrestlewolf podcast at gmail um but until next week brother friends pepe is dead rest in peace